0: Welcome to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit Podcast. Sitting here with Nick and we just watched uh, 21.2. Yeah. Just watched the announcement of 21.2 and so we're going to break down another strategy tips and tricks guide uh, for our community. Um, so Nick,
1: what is what is the workout? It's a repeat, which is cool. Um, so... Those that have been doing CrossFit for a while did this workout in 2017. Um, So the workout is for time. Uh, So you've got a set rep scheme. We've got to do it for time. So uh, it's a dumbbell snatch and a burpee box jump over. You, You start with 10 dumbbell snatches, 15 burpee box jump overs, 20 dumbbell snatches, 15, another 15 burpee box jump overs, Dumbbell snatches keep increasing, 30 dumbbell snatches, 15 box jump overs, 40 snatches, 15 jump overs, burpee jump overs, 50, and then finish with 15 burpee box jumpers. So that rep scheme, um, the dumbbell snatches increase, the burpee box jump overs stay the same the whole way. And that is consistent, uh, with all divisions this year with RX scaled foundations, uh, and equipment free. So, uh, of course, in 2017, we only had uh, RX and scaled. So the introduction of the new, the two new divisions is is new to us, but um, it's a it's a repeat workout nonetheless. So a
0: total of 150 snatches, yep, 75 burpees for mm-hmm. a total of 225 reps. Yeah. So already making progress because last week was 600 plus reps. So now we're down to 225. <laughs> 225. <laughs> so it's already, and we get more time. So it's.
1: And just, we have 20 minutes. So yeah, this workout is a 20 minute time cap. Last week was a 15 minute time cap. Uh, so yeah, th- this one can be can be a long can be a long workout. Could be.
0: So I asked you, why are we repeating 17.1? Like why repeat it? Yeah,
1: why a repeat? So. <clears throat> thinking for for those who've been doing CrossFit for a while and who have done this workout, uh, honestly, part of the, the tenets of CrossFit and the, the things that we hold true to be valuable is that we need to be able to test and retest our fitness so that we know that there's data behind are we getting fitter? Are we doing more work in the same amount of time or are we doing more work in less time? And um, by using workouts as measurements as baseline, then that tells us that, Hey, we're getting fitter or we're capable of doing different skills or or something like that. So, um, you know, if you, if you've been around the block a little bit and we've been introducing this into the community, even this past fall, but the, the, the notion of being able to test your fitness and then retest it is, is kind of foundational to, to what CrossFit is. Last year, there was kind of a component of a repeat of a workout as well. So, um, so that's kind of for someone who's been around a while and kind of understands it like that. This should not be foreign to them. If this is your first CrossFit open, or if you've just been doing CrossFit a few weeks or a couple of months, um, this is an opportunity to establish a baseline. Um, your score on this workout it matters, but it doesn't matter as much as your next score on the workout. Are you getting fit more fit over time? I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to guarantee to do this workout in three or four years from now. But if we said, Hey, you know, on a random Thursday this summer or, or next year, do we want to, we need a workout to do. We could throw this workout in a class and we could say, Hey, let's test it. And, or let's retest it because we did it in March of 20, 2021. So, It, um, this is part of, part of what CrossFit is. And I'm for that reason, I'm glad that it's in the open. Uh, I I think it, I think it's a great addition to the open. I think it's a great addition to the open because it's movements that the vast majority of the population can do as well. Just like last week, you can do it whether RX or scaled or at the foundational level. Like there's, there's a way for you to complete this workout, um, to test it and then again, retest it. So, um, It's gonna be a great week. It's it's this is a great workout. So 2017
0: was also my first year doing CrossFit, and so we looked up the scores. What was your score from
1: 2017? Oh, I wasn't prepared to answer that question. Uh, My score. I finished the workout, so that's good news. I finished it in 1942. 1942. Rx. 1942. I did it Rx. Yep. So just under the time cap.
0: <laughs> which, is, uh, which is good. Um, what did I, you do it in? I did mine in 1735, scaled. Scaled. So, uh, which leads us into... So, and then we also looked up... There was a couple more people. Kevin mm-hmm. did it. Kevin in, did it, In yeah. 2017. His time was 1916.
1: Yeah. 1916. So, and then there was a, a few others. So we looked you and I watch the op- this open together and people listen to this. Brad and I just watched this and I pulled up my computer and I opened Zen Planner, the software that we use and so I can see results from people that posted in it. If if you did this workout uh in 2017, you may not have entered it into our software. There's a good chance that you probably entered it exclusively into the the games.crossfit website. So if you're not sure what your score is and you know you did it uh, in 17, you got to log into your games, uh, your games account and you can find all your old scores there. You know, I'm sure you forgot your password, just reset the password and all that. But, um, so, so yeah, we only know a few because I, we looked up the scores in Zen Planner and there's, you know, just a handful. Honestly, I think we just started using Zen Planner like the end of 2016. Anyway, sidetrack, but.
0: Uh, so yeah, it's it's a good plug to obviously plug your scores in Zen Planner. Yeah. You never know when it's going to come back around. Exactly. And so it's kind of cool that actually this workout came back around. So I actually have history on it. Yeah. And we'll see. And I'm going to do it RX this year. Right. We'll, we'll see if I can get it done. So, yep. Um. So for the scaled workout, it's the exact same rep scheme as Nick alluded to except for on the burpee box jump overs, you can, it's a 20 inch box for both men and women and you can step over the box. Um, and then the weight is 35 pounds for men and 25, 20
1: pounds for women. So that would be your skilled workout. Yeah. yeah. It gives you the advantage, gives those not the advantage of the, the scaled is that you can, you don't have to jump over the box, uh, specifically, and then it's a lighter weight. Um, but you still got to do the burpees and you still got to get over the box. Um, so even, even scale, this thing is, uh, is tough, you know, it's tough. So watching the workout, I had a few
0: questions and the very first question that I, I think I actually asked you was how do I keep my back from blowing up? And yeah. so I re I remember that from the very first workout, my back blowing up. And then we did, uh, on Monday we did an AMRAP with mm-hmm. hanging snatches. Yep. Um and so I I felt it there as well. Um so my first question to you was is how do I keep my back from blowing up?
1: Yeah. So when you say keep keep your back from blowing up, if you know for the, the listener listening, that means like in this workout, the nature of the movements is you utilize your you utilize your back muscles. Um, you, you can't avoid it, uh honestly, but you can minimize it by Trying to maintain as high quality of technique as you can, specifically on the snatches. The tendency on the snatches will be to round your back slightly as you take the dumbbell down to the ground, and therefore, when you pull it back up for your next rep, your back starts slightly rounded. Think of rounding your back on a deadlift, and your deadlift gets sore. That's that's what we're playing with here. So, um, the principle that that's the principle. the The coaching cue for that is you've got to be looking forward. If you're looking at the dumbbell when you're moving it from the ground over your head, that that's a guaranteed your backs can be sore. So you need to take your eyes. You need to find something to look at in front of you as you're going to the floor. You can't look at the dumbbell, touch the floor. Um, that's just that's a, that's no good um, for your back. You've got to be looking straight ahead. Imagine doing a snatch with a barbell and you're staring at the barbell. Um, as you're pulling it, it was just, it would inconceivable. Uh, so I I wouldn't allow it. Uh, so you got to look ahead uh, on those reps. You just got to find a point that has to just be methodical because it, you know, at some point you're going to start forgetting or stop caring because you're so tired and fatigued. So you've really, that has to be a must, like look ahead, look ahead, look ahead. And that, what that will do is that'll keep your butt down. That'll keep your back flatter. Utilize your legs more than your back uh, as as best you can.
0: So watch the transition of the dumbbell, mm-hmm. and then after that point, look ahead. Right. You know, either look towards the flags or look towards the white line or whatever right. it is in the gym. Yeah. But watch the transition, but don't let your do not. Watch the dumbbell hit the ground.
1: Yeah, don't look at the dumbbell, touch the ground. Um, that That's just your key indicator. You, you know if you're looking at the dumbbell or even the floor right in front of the dumbbell as you're doing those reps or pulling it off the floor that you know that you're utilizing your back and your back will fatigue and you know, our language blow up. Um, yeah. It will. So, yeah. And, yeah, watch the transition. So the, the transitions, um, you can move the dumbbell. You've got to alternate hands, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. You got to transition that smartly and safely. Um, and you can do it anywhere you want to on the, on the way down. I think as it crosses your eyes, I think they said, but, um, yeah, don't look at the floor. Like don't take the dumbbell down and look directly at the floor as I'm doing that. Like you can see it, but Brad can see me looking at the floor. Um, So, yeah, trying to look ahead and not having to look at the dumbbell as you move hands will be important.
0: So you kind of touched on a little bit there. So what are a couple transition strategies to get the dumbbell from over your head to the floor? Yeah,
1: you can transfer it around your eyes. You you essentially gently drop it from one hand to the other as it's coming across your face and kind of your chest. Uh, some people will wait to do that more at their hip and knee level. And then others, the the easiest, um, is to do that when the dumbbell is on the ground where you, you know, if you're going over your head with your right hand, you go all the way down to the floor with your right hand and then switch hands, pick it up with your left hand. Uh, it, it probably is a little bit quicker for most to move hands somewhere around the eyes or chest. Um, so you just got to be comfortable with that timing and that practice of it. And it's ironic, you know, those of us that did the workout this week that we, we got some, got some reps in this week to try that and practice it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the weight for me is, uh, you know, 50 pounds RX is, is, it's really heavy for me. So then I feel like I have to really focus on the transitions and kind of be methodical about, you know, weight comes down, weight transitions to the other Mm -hmm. hand, it hits the ground and then I come back up. Like, it's not a quick movement for me. It's very, very intentional and so i think that would be the one thing is during the warm up phase of it is to really look at you know how you're transitioning and just yeah. try and stay stay together with it because if you start rushing it and you start just going straight from all the way overhead all the way to the ground mm-hmm. then your your butt is going to come up and you're going to be right. bending over and yeah. then that's cuz as they said as they said tonight in 17.1 we had to go all the way to the ground before we transitioned with our hands. And that's again, why I remember my back blowing up so much Yeah, is because, you know, when the, when the dumbbell went all the way to the ground, my butt come up Mm -hmm. and I'm switching hands. I'm obviously looking at the dumbbell to switch hands, switch hands. So therefore, you know, you're not looking up the whole time. So, yeah, I think just going a little bit slow on that transition there to make sure you make the proper transition, Mm -hmm. go down and hit it and then come back up.
1: Yeah. The way that you transition will impact the, the beginning of the next rep, which for your, for safety and for, you know, muscle fatigue, like it's, it's really, it's important really for that reason, not really just to save a second or two on the workout. It's really like how you transition that, how you can transition that safely impacts, you know, your fatigue and, and your soreness.
0: And so what was the other piece of advice that you mentioned about saving your back? Like what can I do going up? You mentioned like a power doing like a power snatch Oh, yeah, to so, help me really
1: use my legs. Got it. Yeah. So those of us that watch the the workout tonight live, most, I think all four of them that did it, did a mu- essentially a muscle snatch where you call it the lawnmower pull where you take that dumbbell from the ground and it's straight up overhead a more efficient way, albeit a little bit slower way, to move it is to do a, a true power snatch. Meaning, you rebend your legs and receive the dumbbell with your legs bent, uh, and not just taking the dumbbell up and locking your knees out right away. You've got to rebend under it. Imagine doing a, a squat snatch or a, a power snatch with a barbell. The, the power snatch on this will will help you save your shoulders. So that, that kind of one fluid motion, that lawnmower pull will fatigue your shoulders. If you know that you have, you know, you don't have great stamina with your shoulders, um, it, it fatigues your shoulders quickly and, you, and you're, you you do not have the punch or the, the drive of the shoulders to do it. So to get back underneath of it, use your legs as much as you can by receiving it in a true power position will help save your shoulders and allow you to do the reps again safely um, and not having to kind of grind through those reps, but um, also just be efficiently and allow you to keep moving. Otherwise you're going to have to stop and take a break because your shoulders just won't do the work anymore. So that the the power position is, is the second key. Yeah, I that. think that'll help people
0: with their non-dominant hand really yeah. get that weight in the air, especially if you're doing the RX at 50 pounds. Yep. Um, so next question was, um, kind of a rep scheme for, you know, mainly in the rounds of 30, 40, 50, you know, what comes to mind or how do you think you would, uh, uh, advise people to break
1: up, um, you know, the rounds of 30, 40 and 50. Yeah. Um, in a, as few sets as possible, um, math would say, break them into sets of 10, um, I like to do descending sets. So if I'm looking at 30 reps and I know I'm going to want to break it into three sets, I look at that like a 12, 10, 8. Most people would say, well, 10, 10, 10, and that's fine. Um, Yeah, at some point, the the vast majority of us will need to break these things into sets. You won't be able to do 30, 40, 50 of these reps unbroken. So uh, for me, it's a mental win to do a descending rep scheme.
0: Um, So would you do... Three sets on the thirty, four sets on the forty, five sets on the
1: fifty. Or would you try and keep it? Depends on you. Depends on where you're at in the in the fitness level. Um, personally, no. That's. I think I'm gonna try to push that a little bit. I'll try to do the thirty and two sets. Try to do the forty and three sets, and the fifty. Hopefully, and just just go for, for broke, and just kind of go. Yeah, go for broke uh, on the fifty because you're pretty much you're you're almost done uh, yep. after that. So um it it's a sound strategy to to break 30 into 3, 40 into 4 and 50 into 5 sets as long as you manage your rest i think it's really important from a setup standpoint you know and we'll set the the, the gym up this way but you'll be looking at the clock when you're doing the dumbbell snatches um and whenever you set that the dumbbell down you've got to calculate your your rest you can't mentally talk yourself into an extra <laughs> I, I need 10 more seconds. Well, I'm, I'm going to go at the the bottom of the minute. Well, I, I, let me just, I think I need 30 seconds. Like you'll really, that's a head game thing. So you've got to be intentional with that, um, with your rest. Um, so yeah, th- three sets is fine. As long as it's a really short amount of rest on the 34 sets is fine. Just a short amount of rest. Um, kind of just depends on your one comfort level with the movement itself. And two, just your understanding of how, quickly you can move and quickly you can recover through this.
0: Yep. And so then the last question was, you know, you mentioned rest a lot there in that explanation is so either when do you rest or how do we rest? You know, cause if we're going to drop this dumbbell and we're going to go into burpees, right? Yeah. So you really you're not getting a lot of rest times doing burpees either. No, you're not. Um,
1: so I, I know the, the answer that i that I want to say is that there is no rest. You, you can't afford to rest. So, if you're thinking of this workout, like where am I? I'm, I'm not going to rest. Um, you need to be thinking about what does everything feel like. Everything from a speed and from a your breathing and just the the feel of this thing. It needs to feel like a like an eight, meaning you're you're going eighty percent as fast as you could uh, on all the movements. You're not going a hundred percent all out or. Um, and that will allow you to maintain it and minimize your rest. Now there will be rest. You're going to break the dumbbells into sets. So, so there, honestly, that's about your only like true rest where you're not doing any work. So
0: I guess another thing too would be is breathing, right? So if you do a dumbbell, do I take a breath at the top of the dumbbell and then go down and the same thing with the burpee. When I stand up, do I take a breath and then do the box over? Yeah. So I'm, so I'm trying, I'm mixing both the, the breathing and breathing the
1: rest. And rest. <clears throat> so yeah, they're, they're part of the same conversation. Uh, breathing is important. And, and you know, those, everybody that knows me and you know, when I talk about breathing, one, you've got to be aware of how you breathe before you can control it. But, um, being aware of how you're breathing, you need to be trying to exhale as the dumbbell goes over your head. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to take one breath in as the dumbbell goes down to the floor and you're transitioning. So you have a full breath in and then you're exhaling up. So every rep gets a breath. When you're fatigued, more often than not, that will equal two breaths per rep, meaning you're going to exhale at the top of the rep. You're going to inhale and exhale as the dumbbell goes down and you're going to inhale again. You're going to try to inhale again before you pull the dumbbell off the ground and then exhale again. So it'll be kind of a short, choppy exhale, inhale on the way down. Um, from a burpee standpoint, you, honestly, you've got to kind of do your best to just manage it. You've got to breathe when you know you have access to your full airways. Um, that's when your chest is open. Um, not when not when you're bending down, not when you're on the floor. Um when you're standing up, when you're over the box, you've got to take advantage of getting as much oxygen in as you can. And then trying to also clear it out. Like part of the part of breathing is your ability to like clear and, br- and exhale well to get the CO2 out. So trying to exhale as well. Um, and that just comes with, with practice. And honestly, you know, even even the, the elite athletes probably, they just forget about it at some point because it, it's ridiculously hard over how many reps did you say we have? Like G- over 25. 225 reps. Like trying to manage, you know, each individual breath is, is man. Yeah, I, just, I think that if you
0: focused a little bit more on your breathing, you're going to focus a little bit less on your transition of your dumbbell. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously just freaking out because – with me, I'll focus so much on my transitions, on my dumbbell, that I will not breathe. Mm-hmm. And when you start to do burpees, you're just trying to go, go, go. And you're, right. not, you're not consciously breathing, I don't feel like.
1: Yeah, so here, here's a good place to start with that. And this really applies to anything. But, you know, understanding what it feels like a 7, eight, nine, 10. Um, you need to be able to breathe through that. And you need to be able to, how do I want to say this? You need to be able to work at a pace. Where you can control your breathing. So when you're warming these up, when you're practicing those, yes, of course you're practicing the movement itself, but but a, a more important part, or one of the most important parts, I think, is like learning how you can breathe at, at a very different pace, right? If if literally I was just to take ten seconds and take a dumbbell over my head in ten seconds, I'm my brain has time to process how I'm breathing, and I can slow it down, and I could continue to do that for a long time. Yeah. What, like you said, you, you start to hold your breath because you're like, well, my muscles, I can, I can move quickly, whether it's the burpee or the the dumbbell, I can move quickly. But if you're holding your breath, your body, your nervous system will say, stop like danger. This is, you know, you're jumping off a cliff, stop it. Um, and that's when you, we are forced to rest because our body says no more. You're, you're done. (laughs) Um, so that that's part of the practice in the warm up is like, hey, I'm gonna warm up at a pace where I know I can breathe. Therefore, then you start to understand, okay, well, this now I'm working and this feels like a seven, this feels like an eight, this is a ten, this is the most that I can do while breathing, you know.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh to wrap it up, any predictions for tomorrow? Um Nope. Do you think you'll beat 1942 from
1: 2017? Yeah, boy, now the pressure's on. Yeah, I'll be, I'll beat my score from 2017. Hey, and that's, that. that's part of why we do the open, uh, the way that we do it, the intramural open, is you and me and other people, we, we now have a chance to get points, and the way that we've set up this intramural, we earn points, we can get points for a PR, because we've improved our time. Um, so, I'm excited to yes, get a PR, but I'm also excited like, like I, I want to get a PR because I want to get points for my team. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that and I'm excited. I've got a couple other people that have a chance at doing that, uh, as well. So I think we'll see some PRs. Um, I, I think a lot of people will surprise themselves on the, from, you know, thinking that I'm a scaled athlete going into like, Oh man, well I, I can do the movement I can do. Ladies can do, I can do a 35 pound dumbbell snatch for the guys like I can do a 50 pound dumbbell snatch. It's not gonna be pretty, but, um, so, so I'm excited about tomorrow to see the the challenge that people have in front of them and and people rise into that challenge because, because it's, this is a great workout to do that. You know, like last week, honestly, again, last week was great. This week is great. Um, it, it allows people to rise to the occasion.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a, a little bit different, intensity than last week. I feel like last week was, you know, crapping out on your shoulders. It seemed to be kind of the game.
1: Muscle fatigue. Muscle fatigue. Yeah. Um, This one is about your motor. Can you go? Yep.
0: I think this one will be feeling like you're dying for 20 minutes. A little
1: bit. Hopefully not 20. (laughs) Hopefully less. Yeah.
0: Hopefully for 19 point five zero Nin- 1941 <laughs> 1941 all right well i'm excited to do it so i appreciate the tips and tricks and yeah, that was good. look forward to doing it tomorrow
1: see you in the gym